Welcome to Global Supply Chain Week. I'm JT Angstrom with FreightWaves. Joining me today is Eric Rimpel, Chief Innovation Officer, and Mike Reed, Chief Product Officer at Redwood Logistics. Redwood is a North American 3PL at the intersection of digital logistics and enterprise connectivity. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, JT. Hopefully you're uh, staying warm in this, uh, you know, North American swoon of cold, cold weather. This is, this is the norm for us up here in Chicago, man. <laughs> That's right. Now, I know we've both we've had both of you uh, on this platform multiple times in the past. And so I, I think with that, you know, we have uh, an outline of a pretty unique discussion topic here. And I thought we would jump straight into content uh, and bounce back and forth and see how much we can get out in the time allotted. Uh, so with that, should we just jump right in? That's yeah, good. That's awesome. So historically speaking, why has technology adoption and digitization been slower in logistics as compared to other industries? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, that's a great question, JT. You know, I think, you know, the, the one that everyone goes to right away is the fragmentation of the industry. And it's so big, but that that's not necessarily all of it, right? There's just the, the permutations of everything that could possibly go wrong. Anyone that's worked in a brokerage, anyone that, you know, has dealt with freight management understands that like the next day you're going to see something new that you've never seen before. And computers aren't good at predicting things they haven't seen before. So there's just so many different variables and so many different things happening. And, you know, you add on top of that, different standards, different data formats, you know, lack of standardization, different rules across shipping. And then you go down to the shipper level and you realize they all do things differently, even if they use the same systems or even use the same carrier partner network based on their types of goods. So there's just this wide range of variables where when you start multiplying out all those permutations, it just becomes an increasingly difficult problem to solve. Yeah. I think the other one that I would add, you mentioned before the Kind of the lack of standardization within the industry, it, it hasn't gotten any better, frankly. Um, and I think you also, over the last maybe five to 10 years, you've started to see an influx of capital from a, from a pure technology standpoint in the industry. But before that, it was really subpar compared to a lot of other, uh, a lot of other verticals. And even now, when you're getting that influx of you know, VC and PE money into the space, it creates more disparency around the types of technology and then, you know, the complexities that go around with it. And, and, you know, I hate to even bring up the term, but we still leverage, you know, EDI as a industry, you know, more than anything else. And it's, uh, it's embarrassing when you look at it compared to, you know, financial services or something else, but, but it is what it is. And we're, we're, we're making strides at it as an industry, but it's still got a ways to go. Yeah, it's certainly very deeply ingrained in the industry, but that 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 evolution is is presently underway, and we expect that to be a a, a trend over the coming years. So, so with that, what are modern modern day organizations looking for in digital freight technology offerings? What are you seeing as as uh, being most cutting edge while on the front lines? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, and everyone talks about this, right? Like what, what Amazon did with the smartphone, people expect things right away. They expect to install an app and everything to just work, but it, it doesn't really work that easily in our industry, you know, kind of to the previous question, right? With all of that fragmentation and lack of standards. But what people really want is they want stuff on demand. They want it to bolt onto their existing system so they don't have to replace everything they've already invested in. And they want the things like, you know, uh, you know, automatic routing and network optimization 
automation and you know predictive analytics and things like workflow and process automation. Um, but the real challenge is, you know, again, back to your previous question, how do you get those things when your rule sets and your criteria for success are, are different than that of another organization? So at the highest level, they want shipping done with a click, right? Uh, but beneath that, you know, great idea is just a world full of, of complexity that, that Mike, I think, I think you could speak to a bit. No, I, I frankly think that that levels it out really well. Like the, the, fun, the fundamental concepts within the industry have not, you know, changed, uh, you know, over the last few decades, but you, they, the, definitely that on-demand mentality is drastically increased. We, we call it the Amazon effect, but whatever you want to call it, it's a, it, it's the new millennial buyer, the, the thought process that if I can, you know, see my phone and understand where a Uber is on the way to pick me up, I should be able to do the same thing for my freight, regardless of what mode of transportation on, like a, across the board, that transparency and that uh, just the overarching, you know, on-demand nature is something that, that they're looking for, but with the same fundamentals that have existed from a capability standpoint for decades. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't expect that to stop or even slow down, perhaps actually really accelerate. Uh, so it's a, it's a really interesting theme to be uh, you know, following and monitoring. In your opinion, have businesses been able to leverage their technology investments to the best of their ability in attempts to adopt a more digitally forward approach to logistics? That's a great question. I'm, I'm going to go with a terrible answer, which is yes and no. Um, you know, I, I think that if you look at it from the perspective of do organizations have the ability to get uh, off the shelf technology or, you know, bolt things onto their technology and make incremental steps forward? Yeah, of course, that's been going on for, for 20, 30 years. Um, but, you know, back to that, you know, how we, we started this and even how you introduced us, you know, digital logistics and the intersection of, of enterprise connectivity. You really need those two things together to 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 move the needle. Um, back to that hyper fragmentation and closed ecosystems, you know, and and let's even go with more basic things like just ROI and time to value. If an organization invests in technology and then that technology either isn't implemented properly or isn't configured properly, it's just going to be another item sitting on the shelf. And that whole build versus buy analysis, when organizations think they're going to get all this value from buying instead of building, and then it doesn't connect to the rest of their workflow, they're really frustrated at the end of the day. So, you know, to answer the question directly, yes, but I think with better connectivity and better focus around business rules, you can get a lot more value out of the systems you already bought by making them talk in real time so that you can respond to uh, a fast moving logistics world. Yeah, I personally think that last point is key from at least what I've seen, right? More, you know, we've always used to talk about hyper fragmentation of the market in terms of like the number of network participants, right? The large number of carriers, the complexities around modes, the, you know, different dynamics across shipping in different regions, et cetera, et cetera. But now you have another totally different dynamic, which is the amount of technology within the space. And, you know, where it used to be, you would have your ERP, your TMS and your WMS in some way, shape or form, right? You now have giant fragmentation of subcategories that interweave, that that sit on top of, that pull data from different things or, or should, right? And you now that exacerbates what we talked about before with no standards around data and uniform 
you know, uniformity around interconnectivity. And it just makes it incredibly difficult for not only for shippers, right, for all the participants in a network, right? Being a, a an asset-based carrier is harder than it ever has been. How many, you know, apps does a driver have to have on his phone to do business, right, anymore? How many different you know, different 3PLs that they have to connect to in 18 different mediums in order to just, you know, stay afloat. And and the numbers are rising with the continued increase in technology and the spend. So like Eric mentioned, that just makes innovation at scale that much more harder for organizations. Um, and, you know, it's one of our missions here at, at Redwood is to help try to uh, really drive down that complexity. Like we're, we, we have a, uh, software product and platform and we have a team of individuals that really take that seriously and take that to heart as they're trying to look uh at that um you know solving that complexity and lowering down that so that we can actually gain the value of these of these investments uh, across an enterprise yeah absolutely and, and to that point what do you see as the focal issue preventing companies from unlocking more significant roi from those technology investments hence lowering their costs and you know, enhancing greater automation. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to what I've been saying in just one word, right? Connectivity. Um, you know, when an organization decides to invest in a TMS or WMS or connect their trading partners, um, you know, that's always been a Herculean effort where, you know, you, you, you throw this tangled web of connections to the IT department and, and hope for the best. Um, but if you really think about what needs to happen when you want to get that ROI, you have to get your systems to talk. You need your SAP order management system to talk to your Oracle TMS. You need, you know, tracking updates to come from your trading partners. You know, we, we joke about EDI, but it's still everywhere, right? And your data aggregators like P44 for visibility and even sending, you know, uh, accruals and transactions to, to, you know, financial packages like NetSuite, all of that is connectivity, right? And all of that blocks automation and productivity when it's not in place. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go a step further and, you know, obviously, you know, this whole thing is the reason we built Redwood Connect and, and this problem of, of complexity is tough and we wanna bring it to logistics users and not make it an IT effort, but we're seeing this problem exist with technology providers as well. You know, an organization creates really new and exciting tech that's, you know, VC backed and coming into our space. Um, but then they land a client and their engineering team has to pivot to connectivity because, you know, their customers can't get value of their features without that connectivity. So, you know, our approach is we want to make that easier for shippers. We want to make that easier for our partners. And if we do that well, um, you can get that ROI that, that everyone talks about and is excited about in the sales cycle. And hopefully they don't fall into that trough of disillusionment after go live and they realize it's not there. It's my favorite right. trough. <laughs> it's the worst trough. <laughs> so with that, why don't we double down on connectivity? That's a, a core theme with this discussion. Uh, how does the lack of connectivity between shippers, systems, applications, and partners impact their business as a whole? I'll go high level and maybe Mike, you wanna you wanna add some some color, but if you don't have connectivity, things are manual, right? You look up a routing guy, you execute on manually, you know, God forbid, still picking up the phone, um, you know, and, and going through that process. Um, and then, you know, is it a good rate, right, on the brokerage side or on, on the capacity side? You know, do I have visibility? All of those actions, right, are, are manual. And then you go into, well, I've configured my TMS for full automation, but I can't send out, you know, my best decisions because I'm not connected to any of my trading partners or 
my pricing is static and we saw what happened to rates with COVID and, you know, and market fluctuations that traditionally take months or years happening in weeks. Um, and so, you know, if, if we can go to more real-time pricing with connectivity, tackle that capacity, you know, hit the manual, you know, work problem, um, I think organizations will not only be, be happier, but it's a, it's a direct impact to, to the bottom line. That's yeah, it's spot on. I, I always use the term kind of thinking about the, uh, the shipment life cycle, you know, from start to finish. And, it, and it's all those different components within there. Uh, the lack of connectivity just leads to manual processes at the end of the day. Um, and, and more cost, more time to value that you, you can, that it takes to do that specific function. Um, or you're, you're, you're cutting corners basically, right? You're like, like Eric mentioned, you're running static rate tables versus, you know, real-time dynamic rates and, you know, the differences be able to look at a static LTL routing guide that you, you know, you, you might have a state to state matrix that hasn't been updated in eight years versus, you know, real-time LTL rates. You're pulling in real-time volume LTL rates where applicable within certain lanes, getting good discounts uh, where, where the carriers are providing those on a daily basis and then being able to bounce that on the, on the higher side with real-time truckload rates from your providers. Like, that's a, th those are just night and day different scenarios on how to manage your business. And that's just one little section, you know, from a, from getting capacity uh, that that's across the board. So, you know, I guess I would say traditional 3PLs have always done this just by hiring people right at scale in order to solve that problem on behalf of their end shippers. And, and they've solved the problem, you know, historically over the last few decades by, by doing that, but they are thus, you know, moving that that cost and that burden on to the end shipper that you're paying for it regardless of, of one way or the other. Right. So this increased automation and the increased maturity, not just on the 3PL and broker side, but on shippers as well. We're in an interesting era where a lot of shippers today are able to, you know, we talk about that on the negative side of that technology fragmentation earlier, but shippers are able to take advantage of a lot more different subsections of technology than they ever have been before but only if you can interweave them together and make them talk eloquently and efficiently and speak the same language, right? Then you're able to take those advantages that, that have been traditionally, you know, basically handled by, you know, elbow grease, right? I, I don't know how else better to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. And so what noteworthy tools has Redwood introduced to shippers to help them overcome this connectivity issue and help automate, automate the routing guide and pricing process? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to state why we're solving these problems. Um, you know, Redwood's been a tech-forward 3PL for for 20 years, um, and we've solved a, a ton of different challenges across. You know, what are the three pillars or pillars of our business? Move, manage, and innovate. Right? We we move our customers' freight. Uh, you know, across the U.S. and Mexico. Um, you know, we we manage our customers' freight on their behalf, and we do it in a really flexible manner where we let them control basically everything and then innovation and engineering and connectivity right became this way to deliver the the value that we've been talking about during this whole interview you know so in terms of what we've delivered right there there's two main kind of digital pillars that we, we've created um again back to how you introduced us jt which is um, you know, we live at that intersection of digital logistics and enterprise connectivity. So on the digital logistics side, right, we've got rating APIs and, and um, you know, for real-time rates. And Mike, I think, will 
you know, chat about this in just a second about, you know, how that's different and unique, right, compared to, to some of our competitors. Um, but also, you know, in, in terms of those rates being powered and connected to our customers with Redwood Connect, like we mentioned, right, how do we connect them and their systems and bring real-time pricing and capacity um, and system connectivity and TMS connectivity and trading partner connectivity so that all of these things that we've talked about, all of these enterprise connections, can be in real time automated and perform at scale. So we don't worry about or even think about, you know, the wiring in the walls. We just want the business value out of all of this. And then as that digital network grows and we introduce our network partners and bring on more of those, um, you know, valuable new pieces of technology, it becomes a flexible mix and match of our customers being able to leverage the tech they want for planning and procurement and visibility. Um, you know, but, but Mike, maybe you want to chat about that rating API a bit and, and what we're doing there. Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's something that the, the team is, um, is really proud of. And, and frankly, it's something that we've had kind of within the, that, that digital logistics toolbox for a while now. And, and, and we just haven't made a really big splash in the market about it. Um, maybe shame on us for, for, for not getting it out there sooner. Um, but we've been, you know, we've had that, that, that core technology and we've leveraged it with a number of customers uh, before in the past, but we really want to introduce it to the market as we feel like it's a really important piece of specifically that last challenge that I was just talking about. Um, and I think there are some, you know, uh, uniqueness around the way that, that we operate, uh, as a business, right? We do have that 20 plus years of, of experience. Um, we're, our rating APIs, just like our traditional brokerage model, is is basically responsive in all market conditions, right? And it and it's something that a lot of our shippers have, our our current and prospect customers have really gravitated towards. Is it doesn't shut off when there's bad weather, right? We're 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 in the midst of it right now, but it's something that's that's completely responsive. We're not you know price gouging way out of the range where we don't want certain capacity. Like it, it's a reflection of how we operate as a brokerage, but in a purely digital format, um, which is is a little unique with some of the newer entrants within the within the digital, you know, DFB market today. So, um, you know, it, it it really opens up. Um, it's not just a total pass through to a carrier network. We've got a strong carrier sales team with a private capacity network uh, and a lot of dedicated carriers that work under the uh, you know, that the Redwood umbrella on the brokerage side. And it's, um, it, it provides that additional, you know, security blanket for a lot of our shippers that, uh, that are looking for that cost effective option to be able to move either spot freight or, or more transactional, you know, higher volume lanes. It, it works in all those contexts. So a lot of really great things and, and excited to kind of, you know, formally unveil it here. Yeah, that's a really incredible uh, technical and operational offering that you're able to provide through those real-time APIs directly connected to capacity. So what results can shippers expect to see from adopting an all-inclusive digital logistics platform from Redwood? I, I know, Mike, you just touched on some of it, kind of the tip of the spear, if you will, or show some lag. But, Eric, maybe we can talk a little bit at a, at a bit of a broader level. Yeah, I mean, at the... At the easiest level, right, savings control technology, right? That's what everyone talks about all the time, and that's really what matters, right? Can we reduce costs? Can we be more productive? You know, and can we leverage tech to do more things? Um, and doing it with fewer touch points, right? Um, so I, I, I don't want to, you know, go overly complex on that, but really, if you go digital and you enable your people with good tools and let competent, you know, powerful, you know, you know, 
people within your organization do what they do best and automate some of the easier stuff that maybe it was difficult a few years ago, but now it's on the easier side. You have a better organization from that and that drives value to our customers. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. So looking forward, what are the key priorities for Redwood? Where is the company headed? What new and exciting things are on the horizon for, for you and your customers? Yeah, well, I mean, we're really excited to have Mike on board as our chief product officer. You know, we, we built Connect to be kind of this gateway, you know, almost like that, that Lego board and building blocks go on top of it where we can allow our customers to mix and match the tools they want. But we're also leveraging that same technology for Redwood, and it's enabling us to roll out, um, you know, innovations faster and faster um, and, and take those to market. So we're really excited to you know, not just say that we're an innovative company, but we're excited for the innovations that are that are coming down the pipe. Yeah, I, 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 if you got another 30 minutes, I could walk you through the entire list here, but uh, at minimum. Um, the last point that Eric had, I was, you know, I, I, I knew of Redwood Connect. Eric and I have been, you know, uh, friends for a while, um, for, you know, through other industry channels here in Chicago. Uh, but when I joined the team, I was really pleasantly excited to see just how powerful Redwood Connect was. Like we've seen it in the FreightWaves demos and just like just like everyone else has. Uh but like I hadn't personally seen it, you know, what it can do in real life firsthand. So even to like some very specific use cases internally, we're, you know, from a volume standpoint, Redwood is the largest user of, you know, transaction data that you have sing from a single tenant standpoint, you know, uh, we're, we're the biggest, we're our own biggest customer, right? And we really kicked the tires uh, and, and made the thing as, you know, rocket ship ready as, as possible. And we're really starting to just kind of really drive hard um, from adding new customers and, and getting, getting it really deep from that standpoint. So there's a lot of optionality now that we've got in front of us. And the, the awesome thing, as Eric alluded to, is, is now that speed to innovation for our team is, is rapidly increasing. Um, there's a lot of really cool things, you know, we're, we're, we're releasing, you know, new capabilities and new technology. Uh, and it really is at that, like we said, really back in the beginning, it's that intersection of the digital logistics side and of enterprise connectivity. And we're going to be basically re kind of evaluating our, you know, how we frame it in the market and how we talk about it a lot, because it's stuff that we've been doing for a long time. And I, I think people hear Redwood Connect and understand that part and then probably maybe operate, you know, uh, with our managed services or our brokerage section. But the things the, the two hemispheres really haven't come together uh, from, a you know, an external facing lens as well as I think they could have. So we're really working kind of on, on almost unveiling that here this year and and helping people to understand that we can help solve those challenges in a conjunctive manner. Um, and and really help solve the problems that we just spent the last 30 minutes talking about at scale. And we have the team to do that today that that's uh, that's excited about diving in and doing it. Yeah, that's really remarkable. I think that'll be a lot of fun to watch, uh, certainly from my chair. And I think it'll be fun to consume um, from a from a shipper's perspective to be able to have that net new offering and optionality in the marketplace. Yeah, I. I, I think so too. And, you know, from my you know decade plus experience working at a you know an, a competitor in the past, like we just didn't have those tools on the managed trans side of the house that that Redwood does. And you, it's just you're you're kind of set with a couple certain offerings that you can that you can provide. Um, and it's a it's a unique way of looking at it. Uh, 
you know, Eric kind of mentioned that a la carte offering before, but it really is. And it's, it's an open ecosystem when I, you know, like, like Eric mentioned, I've only been with the organization for what, six to eight months now. And the, the uniqueness of the way that our different clients operate with Redwood within the portfolio has been really cool to see. Uh, we're providing totally different value propositions for different types of customers across the board. And it's really just, the, the journey is really just getting started as to what we can do with the, the platform and the team that we built. I would think so. That's remarkable. And congratulations on uh, not just your current success, but your, your forthcoming success. I, I think it's, uh, it'll serve everyone around the table really well. Thanks, JT. Thanks, and JT. So with Appreciate that, thank you, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Again, Eric Rimpel, Chief Innovation Officer, Mike Reed, Chief Product Officer, at Redwood Logistics. Uh, gentlemen, we'll hope to uh, have you on again soon, and certainly we will be hearing from you both soon. And uh, thank you again. This is Global Supply Chain Week. I'm JT Angstrom with Freightways. Thank you again. Thanks. Thanks, guys.